Yeah, hey everyone, welcome to another Finemars Live. Uh, I'm John, I'm an analyst here at Finemars, and it's great to have you with us today uh, and welcome you to our event, which is crypto and the sports community. Uh, so it should be a really interesting one. We are excited to get started, uh, but first we're gonna run through the usual uh, housekeeping rules um, as people come in. So firstly, introduce yourself in the chat, uh, say hello and where you're tuning in from, and remember to switch on all attendees and not just panelists, otherwise nobody else will see your messages. Uh, this is a 15 minute conversation followed by 15 minutes of audience Q&A. And remember to use that Q&A box down below to ask questions to our guests. Uh, and if you do see a question you like in the box from someone else, you can upvote that and we'll move to the top. Uh, and that way we can get through the most upvoted questions first. Um, there should be a poll on your screens now. So please check that out if you're interested. Um, and that is the initial formalities out the way. I'm just going to introduce Matt. So uh, I'm joined by Matt Ryan, who is the podcast host of NFT 101 and the Bitmart Brain Trust for Bitmart Exchange. Uh, I don't know if you came in early, but he's also got a very interesting background in sports. Um, and yeah, very, you know, good person to talk to about sports and NFTs together. So with all those formalities out the way, um, I think there's one more to go. And we're just going to, if you basically um, register a free account with BitMart, you can use the code Finimize and then you'll be in the running to win up to a $3,000 welcome bonus. Uh, and two thousand dollars worth of film tokens uh, 20 winners will be picked uh, and i believe that it will be split between the 20. Um, so you can follow the instructions in the chat box if you see that um, now and i think that's everything so we can kind of get to it uh matt so firstly how are you doing today i'm doing great jonathan thank you so much for you and your team to have me here today despite the frog in my throat i just got uh i'm doing pretty well and i'm excited to talk to everybody good morning good afternoon and good evening depending on where you are in the world yep good morning everyone or evening where i am in london so we'll start off i think matt so now, obviously, we're going to talk a lot about sports NFTs, which sounds really exciting. Um, and I think everyone knows what NFTs are, but I think just maybe in case people are a bit new to it, um, maybe just give a quick rundown of you know what they are and uh, kind of what are some of the different use cases of NFTs? Yeah, so NFTs have really grown in the cultural consciousness over the last year. And the, it's a common question. What exactly is an NFT? Well, the use cases, use cases on it are nearly infinite, whether you're talking about NFT art, like you can see on the BitMart NFT exchange, or even gaming. There's games that exist within the blockchain. It's a non-fungible token, which just means it's, it's an object that exists in the metaverse, and it has a smart contract to where it gives you divinity of ownership. It's a, it's a fancy digital receipt with so many different applications to it. So if we are buying an NFT right now on the BitMart NFT exchange, you are buying not only a piece of art, but the right, the deed basically to that art. And that's why it's such an interesting thing for sports because it has such pliability to it that you can use it as a trading card. You can use it as season tickets. You could use it as a, a personal seat license. And we can get into what those are and what those mean to sports a little bit later on in the discussion. But it's also something that's really been lionized within the crypto and meta communities because we're seeing a lot of 
fan worship, a lot of fan idolatry of it. And it reminds me a lot of sports because your team BAYC, which is, you know, Board Ape Yacht, Coin, uh, Yacht Club, or, you know, you're a MeBits fan or you're a fan of these specific NFT art forms or NFT brands. People like Madonna are obsessing over products and projects like these. And it adds so much to the cult of personality within the NFT space. And a lot of the integration of celebrities and now athletes are getting in on it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot more than just JPEGs yeah. that you can buy and sell. There's obviously, there's all kinds of NFTs. So metaverse, as you said, uh, where you could be a digital avatar and that itself could be an NFT. You could have NFT land um, and sports. Obviously there's lots of use cases um, as you say. So I think, Diving more into that, um, so going into sports specifically, you know, obviously as a, as a sports fan myself, I mean, I like South African rugby, um, that's my sport, but I think as a, as a sports fan, um, what are the benefits of NFTs for fans in general? Well, there's the opportunity for fan clubs and fan memberships. We're seeing a lot of things like that right now. Um, NBA Top Shot and NFL's new, uh, I believe it's all day platform. You're able to buy highlights and own these moments from your favorite players, from your favorite games, from your favorite teams. And you can have a closer kinship to your team because you own a piece of that history. Uh, we talked about this on the Bitmart Brain Trust, uh, which is the podcast I host along with Nathan Sil Simone and Kalichi eBay about the world of NFTs and just kind of the world of crypto culture. There's season ticket applications or even the Green Bay Packers in the NFL, for example. They're not owned by a single entity like uh, the Glazers who own Man U or, you know, all of the people that are now trying to buy Chelsea. It's owned by a communal. It's basically owned by the town with fractional ownership, which is a common phrase for NFTs to where there's a big board ape yacht club NFT costs hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. But there are services that will sell you a piece of that. But these shares in the Green Bay Packers are valueless. So you buy it, you own it, but you don't own anything. You're owning a basically a piece of paper saying you own something. So if the and they use it for repairs to the stadium, improving budget, trying to they've done stock sales like this before. If you're a pro sports team now and you're looking to build capital. NFT ownership, if possible, in your state. Like I could see the Miami Dolphins in Florida with Mayor Suarez being such a huge crypto fan. There's an opportunity for you to sell NFT shares because you're selling not only the share, but this contract, this smart contract, this asset proving you own it. There's so many different applications on the fan end, on the corporate end. It's such a pliable thing for sports. Yeah, it kind of brings it together because it benefits the whole industry, really. Um, you know, these are non-fungible tokens, so you can't, like, you know, it's immutable. You can't, if, if you've got a share of that, it's yours, and then it's kind of on the blockchain, which is the cool thing. Um, so, yeah, it sounds really, really interesting. Uh, and I think, as you, you mentioned there, um, something about Man United. So it seems to apply more to, I guess, sports clubs, maybe NFL clubs, uh, I guess, where there's funding involved. Uh, for the club itself and obviously maybe just dive a bit more into those kind of benefits for the I guess like Man United for example um, and how they could kind of benefit from that a bit more yeah it, it's primarily in my opinion more beneficial 
for franchises, but there are real applications for athletes. Athletes can sell exclusive meet and greets, merchandise. There's so many different ways to do that. And in the United States right now, there's a big conversation around college athletes and the NCAA, which is the governing body of all college athletics here in the United States, have allowed for NILs, which are basically student athletes can get paid via what is it ostensibly a political action committee, a group of people or a business to, to while they're playing at that team. So it's allowing for college athletes to be paid, which has been considered downright scandalous here in the States going as far back as the advent of collegiate sports in this country because of some sort of maligned malarkey about purity of sport. Uh, anybody who's been to any college on the planet Earth can tell you the purity of sport died a long, long time ago with the advent of car dealerships. Uh, when you look at the NILs, this is a great opportunity for crypto and NFTs to get into that space because a collegiate athlete starting their own NFT line or their own coin is a way to market off of their fan base and a very fervent college fan base. They will, much like the Board Ape Yacht Club, much like followers of major NFT brands who will walk with them into the coldest depths of the ocean because of their devotion to this product. That is the same exact thing for fans of, let's say, the University of Alabama and even for Man U. The connection you have to your NFT and the NFTs you have because of the real-life investment you've made on top of the cultural investment you've made is the same to college sports fans here in the United States, pro sports fans here in the States, or even in Australia, in Germany, in the United Kingdom, those teams represent you and your community, which is the huge, you know, a huge component of the NFT world is the sense of community, whether it's on Discord, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's within just the fact that the common kinship of owning the same thing as somebody else, that's where the true convection of sports and NFTs and for a certain extent religion all kind of tie in together because they're all a part of this one community that is about something they perceive bigger than themselves and they continue to generate the value of it. The Dallas Cowboys were just the first U.S. sports team uh, just this past week, front office sports released this, to be worth $8 billion. It's a lot. Yeah, and the Cowboys are kind of indicative of what people think of when they think of American football. They're one of the key franchises. And Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, had, and this is going back to even when the original owners of the Cowboys, the Murchisons, owned them, they curated this PR campaign to develop the idea of America's team. And in the 1970s, when the Cowboys were one of the best teams in football, they were able to become essentially canonized by being on national television every week because in certain areas, you couldn't watch your hometown team play or you didn't even have a hometown team. So the Dallas Cowboys kind of became a fourth or fifth religion in the United States over the course of the 1970s up until today. I know people in New York now who are fervent Cowboys fans, despite the fact they haven't won anything since I was in kindergarten, which also just makes me sad because I'm 33 now. But there's a lot of different things within there that tie these cultural relevancies to NFT and sport as much as the practical use cases for them. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that because as a South African, if I think of American football, I think of Dallas Cowboys, even though um, they may not be the best team. Their franchise is definitely trash. very, very well, okay, very, very well known. Um, so I think that probably brings us on to another interesting point because you've kind of talked about Dallas Cowboys as an example um, and franchises, which obviously have value in themselves. But from an investment side, I mean, I guess if, if you're uh, an investor, uh, I guess a couple of things. Firstly, you know, if, how do you go about investing in sports NFTs? Um, is it just for the, the kind of the fan base and you just do it because you love the sport and the game? Um, or do you think people will see it more as a bit of an investment? Uh, and if so, would that just be correlated with crypto in general or would it be its kind of own asset class in its own right? Well, right now we're sort of in the protozoic phase of sports NFTs. Right now it's predicated on collectibles and you know eventized moments like the in major league baseball they did uh the tampa bay rays have a, an amazing player named wander franco they did a bobblehead night for franco at their ballpark but it was also nft night so you got an nft bobblehead to basically act as a smart contract for the nf for the bobblehead you got for being in the audience that night and they had different tiers and different levels of lo loyalty or, you know, rewards. And that's a, you know, more common use case than the idea of season ticket ownership. I really do see uh, a league like the USFL or the XFL going into something like this. Uh, the big three, which is a three-on-three -three basketball league that kind of travels the country uh, like a concert tour more than a traditional sport. They did NFT ownership for their teams uh, earlier this year, basically acting as a seed funding round because you paid exit to you had to purchase X amount of NFTs to gain ownership. And you're not necessarily you own the team, but kind of in name only personnel decisions really don't come down to you. It's more of uh, a piece of jewelry. It, it's it's costume jewelry. It affects your portfolio. And it's also acting as a piece of funding. It's more like the Green Bay Packers ownership to where you own something, but you really don't own something. And I think a league like the USFL or the XFL or even my friends over at the A7FL would be able to do something like that, but with actual percentages and creating a – it was all it would be about structure – even though the metaverse and the non-fungible space is predicated on decentralization, ownership shares and ownership structure, much like Bitcoin, you need a finite amount and you need a way to parse it to where you don't have hostile takeovers like you do in the boardroom. Because within sports, there's so many different functions and so many different ways to leverage control that it would make it hard to kick someone out uh, because it's nearly impossible to kick out a bad sports owner in the United States. Well, that's a, yeah. I guess um, it, it's it's interesting because probably the you know if you just think about it from an investment side, getting into a sports team that's not very good early on, uh, and then later on they become good. That's obviously going to drive a lot of value. Uh, let's say the club's just getting started, and as you said, they do the seed rounds. So um, yeah, that's really really interesting. I think from my side, I don't have any more questions to ask, um, but we do have a couple more in the chat box, uh, and we can just go from there. So. The first one is from Rod Alanis. Um, what would you consider to be the top exchanges for sports NFTs? Uh, or, you know, apart from Bitmart, are the other, do they trade generally on exchanges? Um, 
Well, you can buy them from websites like the like through they're through like Dapper Labs or platforms like that. I do believe there's some on OpenSea, but uh, any the the partnership that NBA Top Shot has is to me the most ideal. Uh, I think that would be the best possible exchange. I don't have it committed to memory, sadly, but um, there's not a lot of them out there right now. Um, a lot of the you know a lot of top clubs. Uh, are doing it. I believe Barcelona or one of the the Spanish soccer teams are, are working on that right now. Uh, Atletico Madrid is working with the Stepin app. That I do remember. But there's there's different ones. I wouldn't, we're still early in the process, so I can't really tell you which one's the best one for value because we don't know what the floor and the ceiling of this really looks like yet. Yeah, and I guess it's similar to NFTs generally where, you know, that started off and then you started getting OpenSea uh, and Rarible and all these different uh, platforms that started selling NFTs. So, you know, sports NFTs are really new. So we're still, as you say, kind of like in the early stages. And um, there'll probably be a lot more popping up uh, as time goes on, I guess. Um, the next one is from Yoki. Uh, as a sports club, what other benefit perks uh, are there that the club can offer for fans who purchase NFTs? So I think you've touched on some of those, um, but maybe just a bit of a couple of examples, maybe. Yeah, um, season ticket ownership. So if you sell season tickets as an NFT package, you can accrue value and you can kind of take ownership over the pricing because in American sports, I don't know if they have this in the UK or in Australia and New Zealand, but we have something called dynamic pricing and it's really prevalent in Major League Baseball. And it's a formula that values each game and it's whether it's, in all the time of day, time of year, uh, the team they're playing, where they are in the season, there's so many things that predicate the price point for each ticket in the stadium. And if there was a way to reverse engineer that and have a team offer a, an NFT that costs X amount thousands of dollars a year for the entire season or hundreds of dollars a year for the entire season, and the value of that NFT would be dependent on how good the team is now. Like, and it would be like being, it would basically subvert what StubHub and other secondary ticket markets are doing. And I think that that might be the way ticketing goes in sports over the next few years to where the secondary markets start to partner or develop their own NFT exchanges and they're able to sell tickets as NFTs. And I think that there are some, you know, some events gave VCon did that for their conventions. And I think we're going to start seeing that model applied over time in, in season tickets and in ticket packages. When it comes to a personal seat license, that to me might be the best use case for that in ticketing because a personal seat license is basically a ability to own a seat in a stadium. You own the rights to buy tickets to that seat. It's a way to fund stadiums it's basically, hey, if you want to get, it's whitelisting. If you want to be on the whitelist to get all these seat to get this seat for these games this season, you have to pay a PSL. And I think that that's something that can really be converted into the NFT category in the NFT space. Yeah, and probably another good thing about that is you could just trade them. So you, if you owned it, you could sell it to someone else. If you, and you'll probably see people trade those between themselves, just like because um, you can't really you know there's not a secondary market for season tickets like there is with nfts it'd probably be a much easier one um so that might be another thing that people do um with season tickets 
The next one is from Rod Alanis again. If you own a unique piece of sports memorabilia, so uh, this is an, just like an autographed jersey, for example, uh, what resources are there to help you develop a corresponding NFT? Well, as someone who owns a Wayne Gretzky jersey that was taken directly from his locker that's hanging just out of frame here at the house, nice. um, reach out to, you'd have to reach out to an exchange, like reach out to a BitMart and walk you through the process of minting and developing and basically proving that your NFT is real, like you, your asset is legit. Because one thing that is prevalent in sports memorabilia is scams are people signing mickey mantle's name in fresh ink despite the fact that he passed away over 20 years ago it is the secondary markets secondary sales and assets like that you know uh, there needs to be a certificate of authenticity so you would have to walk through an exchange like us at bitmart reach out to our ops team say hey i own this uh, perfect example this signed mookie wilson mets baseball card the bare thing gift from a friend of mine this year. So he went, he got it signed by Mookie Wilson. He gave it to me. I'm going off the assumption that my friend actually did stand in line to get this Mookie Wilson autograph. If I wanted to turn this into an NFT, we would have to get further proof that Mookie Wilson did sign this baseball card, maybe even do a handwriting analysis to prove that Mookie did sign this card. And then from there, go through the process of proving your ownership of it finding a value for that at, for that piece of, you know, you'd have to cross-reference eBay, Etsy, secondary markets, trading card stores to find the floor value of your asset and then go through the process of turning it into an NFT. Yeah, so like once it's on the blockchain, then it's completely all good. It's just the process of getting it verified yeah. so that, but then once it's there, it, there's no no disputing it that it's, that it's real um, forever, I guess. Uh, you probably use Ethereum as a blockchain, for example. Or yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Ethereum or Solana would probably yeah. work for that. Yeah, Solana might be good because it's lower fees. Uh, the next question is from Kenneth. What do you think would be the biggest evolution of NFTs in terms of how it's used in a daily basis in the future? Yeah, I think you probably touched on this a bit. Um, season tickets and, and seats, but is there anything else? Well, he's talking about in life. Well. There's NFT, you know, here in New York, there's someone trying to do NFTs of houses in Manhattan, you know, some of the richest real estate on planet Earth. I think that if NFTs continue to rise in cultural adoption, we're going to start to see, you know, leases exist as NFTs. Different marriage, like a lot of our stuff might move to this digital hub, this digital space. But I'm also a firm believer in uh, heart physical media, especially after what happened with HBO Max. But when it comes to that, I can see with the same level of adoption over the last 20 years that we've gone to streaming, I can see that with our assets in terms of leases, insurances, you know, all those other things existing on the blockchain existing is NFTs. And then you're able to transfer that ownership to somebody else. Or, you know, like when your lease is up, yeah, your security deposit is basically the fee you would get back for selling that NFT, your house ownership, things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can pretty much, the applications are endless, basically. You can put it on the blockchain because it's got smart contracts, you can program it. So um, 
yeah, that house, that house example is quite interesting with the deposits getting back and, and everything. But yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot we can do with NFTs. It's probably the way it's going to go in the future, definitely. Uh, so I think we have one more question uh, before we wrap up, and that's from Naval Siani. Uh, what are some of the cool sports NFTs I can look at to learn about the space? Um, I have no NFT experience. Uh, NBA Top Shot is probably, it's one of the top 10 NFT projects in the world right now. It is something to where you can learn about NFTs, you can learn about, you know, different pieces of video ownership. So these are video highlights that you're getting. These are kind of like virtual trading cards. Uh, the NFL is doing something similar right now. They're partnered with the same company. Um, another one is our Drunk Alien series. If you're looking for art, if you're looking for cool alternative Ralph Steadman-esque uh, baseball art, uh, I have some Ralph Steadman-esque art in my apartment because I love uh, Hunter S. Thompson. And I love the work of the drunk aliens that are on there. Features a bunch of, you know, every major league team in different interpretations. And if you love art and you love baseball, that would be a great way to start. But if you're a basketball fan, I would look into those. There's a lot of different clubs right now across the globe. Uh, I believe Team Mexico, in preparation of the World Cup, have launched their own uh, NFTs down uh, with a company based out of the UK. Uh, Digital Partners, I believe, is the name of that brand. But, you know, if you have an NFT platform that you've been looking at, see what's on there. You know, keep your eyes open. It's all developed on what do you want out of your NFT? Because I can give you what I want you know, or the things that I would want as an NFT, but I'm not the same person as you. You and I may like sports, but then it kind of subdivides into all these different different categories. teams and different yeah. sports. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's all the questions for now. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? I mean, I guess anything else we haven't kind of covered that, that you think is pretty relevant for NFTs. Uh, one thing I had, uh, I didn't quite ask earlier is like, in the future, you know how the market, the, the, the value of NFTs, uh, it tends to move a little bit with crypto uh, in general. Do you see that moving more kind of separate to the sports team itself? Or do you see them going up and down like a market does kind of how the NFT space does at the moment? You know, some of them do well at some points, others don't. But generally, the market tends to rally and, and come down at a similar time. Um is that what you see with sports NFTs or do you think it'll be completely independent and based on the team? I think it's it's dependent upon a million different things because a team can be successful, but they could also be in the midst of a nationwide recession. It could, there's like, it's all the economic factors, how good the team is doing, the value of the team, you know, attend, like there's so many different pockets that would fall into that, that, you're you're subject to the market and the marketplace. You are not sub you are not subject to your own success. You are subject to the failings of others. Yeah. And there'll be a, a hype cycle probably and you know, the market does what the market does. So yeah, I think that's all good. Um we are done with all the questions. Uh, so thanks, Matt. It's been a really good talk. Learned a lot about NFTs and also sports. Uh, there's a poll that's just come up on your screen. So do check that out uh, if you haven't already. Uh, and then again, just to remind everyone um, to register for a free account with Bitmart using the code Finimize, uh, and then you'll be running 
in the running to win up to $300,000 welcome bonus and $2,000 of film tokens. Uh, 20 winners will be picked. So you can follow the instructions in the chat box to enter that. Um, that's all from me. Thanks, everyone. And thanks again, Matt. Good to chat. Uh, and we'll catch you later. Hello to everybody out there in crypto land. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know that I did. It's always interesting to learn more about crypto projects, NFTs, and what is going on in this very unique industry. But now we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way. All right. It's just the way that it is. So I wanted to let you know that all opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.